We literally wanted to take back the control that the city had before 2005 and that we believe all cities in the state of Colorado should have to chart their own destiny. Hi there, this is the Community Broadband Bits podcast from the Institute for Local Self-Reliance. I'm Lisa Gonzalez. Community leaders in Boulder, Colorado will be asking the voters this fall to restore local authority to provide municipal telecommunications. Regular listeners to the Community Broadband Bits podcast will remember our conversations with Colorado's Montrose and Longmont. Both communities voted to reclaim that same right, which was stripped from local government in 2005. Director of Information Technology for Boulder, Don Engel, talks with Chris about the city's strategies that have helped them establish a fiber network for government purposes. The community has installed conduit and fiber for several decades, partnering with the university, federal laboratories, and local schools. While the existing fiber assets could be an excellent foundation for future expansion, Don stresses that community leaders have not developed any specific plans. The primary purpose of this initiative is to regain local control. Here are Chris and Don. Welcome to the Community Broadband Bits podcast. I'm Chris Mitchell, and today I'm speaking with the Director of Information Technology for the City of Boulder in Colorado, Don Engel. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Chris, very much for inviting me. Absolutely. Uh, We've been very interested in a lot of things that have been happening in the Boulder region, and so we're thrilled to see some of the recent news stories coming out of Boulder and excited to learn a little bit more about things that have been going on for a while in terms of how you've been meeting the needs of the city and some of the major anchors. You bet. Maybe you can start by telling us a little bit about the the Boulder area. Um, What's the? I know it's beautiful, so you can start there. But uh, what's the region like? We're, we're very proud of Boulder. We're a community of a little bit over uh, 100,000 uh, population, um, very much tied to the incredible natural environment that we have um, in this area. We're right up against the foothills of the, the front range of the Rocky Mountains and have what we call the Flatirons Mountains, which are just spectacular. And as a result of Boulder's history and all the national uh, natural amenities, um, we have a a community that um, is very um, outdoors-oriented. Um, we get a lot of national press because of that. Um, we are uh, like the hyper-biking community, hiking, what have you. Um, but we're also a community that attracts extremely talented and um, bright people. Um, and I think that's motivated by a number of things. We're the home of the University of Colorado, um, which we're very proud of. And we're also um, a site for, we, we like to think of ourselves, quite honestly, as kind of the Silicon Valley of the, the Rocky Mountain region. Um, we've got a lot of um, new tech firms um, doing incredibly innovative things. That's attracted a wonderful um, pool of individuals in our community, both commercial as well as a lot of home-based businesses that are doing a diverse um, level of things, but particularly in the tech area. Um, as well as having um, several federal laboratories here. Um, NOAA has a major um, facility. Um, the University Center for Atmospheric Research, UCAR, is located here. Um, NIST, other ones as well. And that attracts, again, a very bright um, populace here to the city of Boulder. And so the whole issue of broadband connectivity, the ability to, to help our community leverage its talents and its perspective has been something that's been out there a long time and that we're very excited about. A lot of your neighbors have uh, have expressed some concerns with the level of connectivity that they have from existing options. Is, is that something that you share given this incredible resource base you have in the people living in Boulder? It definitely has been. I mean, like most um, jurisdictions like Boulder, 
um, there are very few um, competitors in this marketplace. And um, as a result of that, we not only have concerns in the community that we hear sometimes, for example, through cable TV franchise renegotiations, but just in terms of general service levels and costs and and speeds and what have you. And we were actually very involved um, in the Google Fiber initiative back in 2010. And as the city um, began to develop um, its RFP response to that, we were just absolutely amazed at the groundswell of public support um, that came to us. Um, we had the venture capital tech community in, in, the, um, in Boulder very interested in it, um, the university citizens who, um, again, work for the federal labs or, or have home businesses that are just craving that um, at least a gigabit to the home and, and brought up all sorts of really vivid, really concrete examples of why that level of bandwidth is becoming important, especially in our community. We think particularly among our peer communities um, in this area that we're particularly needing that kind of technology to really foster our vision. And we're going to come back to some of the ways that you're looking at having uh, a solution to meeting those needs and getting a little more uh, choices out to businesses and residents. But I want to take a, a step back in time and, and look back to decisions that were made in the 90s even to build conduit system. And, uh, yeah. and, and, and so let's start there. What, what happened yeah. there? You know, it was a great vision and a great opportunity to leverage Boulder's um, attractiveness, especially to the private sector. Obviously, in the 90s, a lot of growth in the telecom industry, a lot of growth within Boulder in terms of technology needs from the business community. And so we got a lot of attention from uh, telecommunication providers who wanted to uh, build networks to, um, to serve private networks within the community, level three communications, um, some of Comcast's predecessors would come to the city and want to run um, conduit and fiber in city right-of-way. And at that time, you know, the federal law was a little bit more um, conducive to asking for things like in-kind compensation. So the city um, would um, ask firms as part of the in-kind compensation to provide um, fiber as part of a city backbone. For example, we serve about City, the citywide, we have about 50 fiber-connected um, city facilities in the community, but we also provide um, fiber access to um, Boulder County and the Boulder Valley School District and others. And we've been able to build this just through this, this negotiation process that we've been through. But we also, um, in some cases, got lease um, funding, um, which we put into a special fund that we also used um, whenever our public works department had our streets open for um, street projects or particularly utility projects. We made sure that we laid conduit um, concurrent with that using some of the proceeds from those past agreements with, with the private sector. And what it's allowed us to do is build um, basically a 100-mile fiber network throughout the, the city um, but what's particularly um, advantageous about this is we did it in cooperation um, with the University of Colorado and the federal laboratories here in Boulder. And um, a large portion of our fiber network, that 100-mile network, is actually co-owned with the University of Colorado and the federal labs to interconnect their facilities. And we've actually got um, an intergovernmental agreement that creates a, an organization called BRAN, B-R-A-N, the Boulder Regional Administration Network. And the city of Boulder is the, 
the governing agency, but that network has um, some spare capacity in it, and we've always wondered what could we do um, in the future that might provide more public benefit for that um, as the needs of the community continue to grow. When you were talking about the working with the existing companies to get some fiber in the ground when they were putting fiber in the ground, a lot of times that would be conditioned, as I, as I recall, in other communities where you would have certain things you could do with it, such as serving schools, but there may be things you could not do, which would be serving businesses and that sort of thing. So do you have a, a mixture of assets that have different uh, abilities to be used for different things, or is everything pretty much open for whatever you want to do with it if you regain authority under Colorado law to use it? With the disclaimer that this precedes me um, in terms of you know having started about a decade and a half ago, some great vision went into developing these agreements, and in truth, there there was no limitation um, in terms of us using any of the assets provided to us um, in ways that would compete with the private sector. Um, so when we negotiate a conduit and fiber runs, they they were under the ownership of the city. And as a result of that, we've been able to, again, um, leverage this ability to expand the network concurrent with, with CU and the federal labs and really use it in a way that's, that really doesn't encumber us. Um, I think it's also very noteworthy that um, it's been about eight years ago, I believe, the Boulder Valley School District floated a bond issue to create a really immense fiber, two fiber optic rings around our county um, to serve um, the diverse school district telecommunications needs um, around here. And we partnered with the school district as well to exchange assets. We've been in a really dynamic environment here in terms of being able to, again, leverage those private partnerships and with other governmental agencies to build this network that's, that's really pretty unencumbered. That's really great to hear because some some communities find that they were able to maybe lower the price or they would take some sort of deal which would limit their ability to use the network in the future. And, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of times they didn't realize just how damaging that would be. So, so yeah. I'm glad that you were able to step into the situation where your predecessors were really maximizing your future freedom to build the network as you saw fit. Exactly. So one of the one of the interesting things happening in Boulder from my our organization the Institute for Local Self-Reliance our perspective is that the city is is in the midst of a debate over whether or not it wants to municipalize the power system which is currently owned by Excel Energy and it's 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 interesting because a lot of times the communities that have built their own fiber networks also have their own municipal electricity system so i'm just curious if if any of these discussions about how to use the municipal fiber network have overlapped with the discussions of um, taking over the Excel energy system and investing in affordable um, renewable energy and that sort of thing? That's a great question. And it's, it might be surprising that the, the two really haven't crossed. Um, as I mentioned, we've been talking about this, especially since 2010 and the Google Fiber um, initiative um, came to the fore. And um, again, because kind of the grassroots way that developed and, and the expression of interest um, from the community, We've actually, even since then, been trying to work at a, at a legislative level through our, our lobbying efforts with our state legislature to um, get uh, changes put in place to state law, um, which limit our ability, basically, any community in the state of Colorado to do 
much of anything that competes with um, the private sector in terms of the use of city telecommunication assets was passed in 2005. We often refer to it as the Quest Law, as I understand yeah. many, many yeah, in that, Colorado There do. was a lot of industry backing of that. Luckily, it does include a provision for um, political entities in the state of Colorado to opt out for a public vote. And um, we made a yeoman's effort, especially this year, to try to get some um, interest from the state legislature in amending that, at least allowing, for example, public-private partnerships, which it doesn't even allow. And um, we run successful in that. We honestly have looked at our community's interest in this, and um, we have no definitive plans. I want to emphasize that right now. Um, there's no arrangement with the private sector company. There's no plan to create a utility, a broadband utility. We literally wanted to take back the control that the city had before 2005 and that we believe all cities in the state of Colorado should have to chart their own destiny. And so as we move forward and talk about visioning and what have you, we really wanted, for lack of a better term, this, this legislative monkey off our back. And so luckily, the city council has approved on first reading an ordinance to put a ballot measure um, to the citizens in November to completely exempt us from that. We'd like the world basically to know that, you know, Boulder has a vision. Um, we're interested maybe in future public-private partnerships and to, for them to know that we took this extra effort to affirm our community's vision by getting ourselves um, exempted from this law, we think that's going to open up great opportunities in the future. Um, if there's ways that the streams with municipalization can cross in terms of um, how that might develop in the future, that would be great. But it's really not a result of um, municipalization that, that we're taking this step at this point. That certainly makes sense. One of the things that, that we've found in working with communities is that it takes a lot of years of planning, of studying the market to really figure out a, a good plan for moving forward, to for building a broadband utility type service. And you don't want to invest that kind of effort and research if you ultimately find you don't have the authority. So, you know, people shouldn't be surprised to hear that you want to get the authority before you develop the plan because you should have the authority that most cities in the country have, which is to figure this out for yourself. You bet. That's a great summary of our strategy. So one of the things that I've been interested in seeing is that, is that there's been a discussion at the, within the city council as to whether or not the wording of the ballot measure should have uh, basically limited to only building a network with partners or whether the city should also reserve the right to build it itself. And it sounds like there's uh, not a resolution yet, but a lot of people are really leaning toward maximum options for the future. In our belief that, you know, the council should have all options available to them, we drafted two versions of uh, ballot measures. One was the complete exemption, um, which is very similar to what a neighboring community very close to us, the city of Longmont, um, recently did. And then um, a more watered-down version, if you will, like you described, where um, it would at least provide us the ability to have a public-private partnership. Uh, the city of Centennial, Colorado, a suburban Denver uh, community took that um, approach and were successful with that. We thought that council would affirm both sets of language and then make the final decision when they have their second reading, which will happen in mega August. But in fact, um, given their belief and also the feedback, the strong feedback they've gotten from the community, they made the decision uh, a couple of weeks ago that they will go solely with the language that pursues the complete exemption. And so that's the basis upon which we're proceeding now. Is there anything else we should know about what's happening in Boulder right now? 
You know, you mentioned municipalization, which has obviously been a, a big issue for us. You know, our community continues to grow. The economic vitality here is fantastic. The community, again, um, even in the, the short period of time that we've had this concept of a ballot initiative out there has just really come out of the woodwork in terms of support for this. We're very excited about what this uh, might bode for us, not only in terms of the outcome of the ballot initiative, also in terms of what this might develop in terms of broadening that vision of um, what we might do um, post-November. Thank you for coming on the show. You bet. Thanks for the time. We have more stories on Colorado communities, including Longmont, Montrose, Centennial, and of course, Boulder at muninetworks.org. Send us your ideas for the show. Email us at podcast at muninetworks.org. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at communitynets. This show was published on July 22, 2014. Thank you again to Waylon Thornton for the music. The song is Bronco Romp, licensed using Creative Commons. Have a great day.